concept is going to be really good for us. Because this is one area, I guess, that isn't necessarily, like, you know, as Christians, we're called to live differently, right? Like, Jesus changes stuff. Um, and this is a topic that the world, like, the world outside would probably, like, have a lot of disagreement with, right? So there's maybe some things inside of us maybe aren't really converted in this area yet. We haven't submitted to the Lord. Maybe even thought about it in a Christian context. So, you know, a lot of the world's like, hey, follow your heart. Like, yeah, whatever makes you feel good, right? And like, you know, do it, do it, do what feels right. But there actually is something about us wrestling with our desires and emotions that's right and proper. So this is going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be real. Doug is a man who's been living it for years, which is why he's here in front of us tonight. He's a man with a lot of wisdom. And man who's allowed, allowed the Lord to transform his heart, his desires, and a brother who's on the road a few steps ahead of us to live this tonight. So, uh, Nice. You have an outline? Cool. So let's, let's pray. Uh, let's, you, you need one? Outline? No? Alright. Cool. Well, let's, uh, let's pray for Doug and we'll get going here. So, our Son, Holy Spirit, let's come before the Lord together. Jesus, we praise you. Lord. We welcome you here. God, we honor you. Jesus, you are the Lord of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, Jesus, we worship you and love you, Lord. Yeah, Father, we look to you as our King. Lord, you are the source of our life. And God, you've created us, you know us. Father, we pray your Holy Spirit now to fall upon your son, Doug. God, I pray that you would open our ears to hear your word tonight. God, that you would anoint him with your fire, with your truth, give him, give him wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Lord, I pray that you would lead us tonight. All of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good evening, guys. Is this, is this working? There we go. Is that, that's better. Okay. Cool. Good evening. Really happy to be here with you guys. When, when John and Emily asked us to speak, it was a pretty quick yes. Just really wanted to spend some time with you guys. So my, my heart is here with you guys. And uh, <clears throat> I wanted to start first with a Bible verse from Daniel. It says, all you turtlenecks, bless the Lord. Come on. Amen to that? Come on. Good work, guys. I like it. That's awesome. Good stuff. Uh, you'll, you'll notice your outline is there's a lot of white space. I, I want to give you guys a verse that we're going to dive deeply into. And then I want, to, I want to take away some of the noise. So hopefully you guys brought something to write with. And I want you to just, hopefully some, some of the words I'll speak to you guys tonight will like, penetrate your heart. And I would encourage you guys to write those down. So as, as you listen... Uh, Write, write down just, just things that, that hit you. That's my encouragement. Uh, so you guys have been going through the emotions course. Pretty cool. Uh, and uh, John, John encouraged me tonight to like bring it. So I'm going to try to bring it. I, I wasn't... I, wasn't uh, I tend to be intense at, at talks, and so I thought, you know, it's all right. It's, it's, it's okay. And then as, as I like really dove into this material... And like, and prayed into this, and prayed into Jeremiah 17. Uh, there's, there's a lot here. There's a lot here for me. And there's a lot here for you guys. And I think this is really timely material for us to dive into together. So, uh, we're gonna dive into some. What does it mean? What does Christian love and human desire mean? Uh, I'm gonna share elements of my story with you guys and be pretty real with some of the struggles that I've had with desire. And uh, we're going to use Jeremiah 17 as, as a lot of the framework for our, for our conversation tonight. Um, 
So we're going to try to hit on some wisdom. I think the world right now, you know, we're, we're saturated with knowledge. You know, 50 yards away, knowledge like crazy, right? But what we need is wisdom. We need wisdom. Christian wisdom. To understand how to take the knowledge that we can receive and, and live it out in a Christian way. We need, we need wisdom. And so my prayer tonight is that that some wisdom of how to live well comes out. Uh, so tonight, I think, you know, I want, I want us to be able to walk away with two things. Um, the first is to be reinvigorated as men, to live the life that God's called us to live. Be reinvigorated tonight, to be built up tonight. And the second is for us to be better equipped to sort through and to bring order to our desires. We're not going to throw desires out tonight. We're going to name them, and we're going to sort them. And we're going to hopefully be able to bring some order, begin a process of bringing some order to our desires. If we can, if we can do those two things tonight, it'd be, be pretty cool. So uh, Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17, I, I, I really wanted to speak on this tonight because as I began to think about you guys and where you guys are at in your, in your lives. Just kind of reflected back on, on my life and, you know, when I was 20, 21, 22, you guys' age, and just, just recalling, like, what it was like and how strongly some desires were living within me. You know, and, and desires, you know, these, these aren't su- superfluous things. These aren't just surface-level things, you know? These are, desires are things that live w- very deeply within us. Very deeply. And what we're going to talk about tonight is the battle that happens deep, deep within us. But Jeremiah 17. So this verse came to me um, when I was serving for SBO full-time and really uh, really diving into my vocation and, and really sorting through my desires. And the Lord gave me this verse. Jeremiah says, the Lord says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord whose hope is the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes. Its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. And brothers, this is our call. This is our call. Our call is to be strong, sturdy, deeply rooted, Men who bear fruit for the world. Men who offer protection. This, this is our call. And, you know, the image that I would, you know, propose to you guys is, is that of a, of a virgin forest, an, un, an untouched forest. And out of this forest, kind of, we can see this, this awesome tree. This strong tree. Has anybody seen the redwoods in California? They're, they're pretty awesome. They, you are struck with awe at the majestic nature of these, these creations of the Lord, these trees. They're, they're just amazing. And so out of this wilderness, we see, we see this tree. And this tree brings strength, and it brings awe, and it brings life, and it's strong. But... Uh, and so we're, we're, we're going to look at that, and we're going we're to look at our desires, and because our desires play a big impact on our ability to be 
this tree, this strong tree, and to, to live out the life that God's, that God's called us to live. And I think our, des- our desires, brothers, like this, this is where the battle is right now. Right? Are your eyes open and are your, are your ears open to what's happening in our world with, des- with desire? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. The world validates. Anything that comes out of us, the world wants to validate. 100% validate. No discernment. No wisdom. Validation. And the devil is after us. And the devil is after us exactly in this area, deep within our hearts and our being, and who we are as men. He's, he's there, and he, he's engaged in the battle. And, and, what, and what he does is no different than what he did in the Garden of Eden, which is to take a good thing and twist it, and then twist it some more, and then twist it some, some more, and to take the order that God created and turn it into chaos. That's, that's what he does. That's what he does. And, and deep within us, if we dig far enough, we'll find that a good seed of the Lord, a strong root of the Lord, we'll find there's a battle right there. And for many of us, myself included, this is where I'll share some of my stories, for many of us, this, this desire, this particular battle, one of them, one of the primary ones that he uses right now is our sexual desire. And I have lived through sexual disorder. Okay, he, the devil. When I was when I was really young, um, there's a few events that happened in my life, and there kind of became this this root that kind of started to dig beneath the surface of this 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 tree, of this growing tree, and this there's this root that cut, that started to grow, and I. I watered that root, right? As young men, we kind of just, you know, these desires come, we don't know what to do with them, and, and before we know it, we're watering this root, and it begins to, like, grow underground. And my hope right now is for you guys, as we're starting to identify some of these, some of these roots that have, that have, like, kind of dug underneath the ground and that are alive in, in our hearts. And um, in, 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 um, in SBO, I began to... Uh, through men's group and brotherhood and consistent relationships began to like get after that, that nasty root that was in my life. Um, I, and the, 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 the sexual disorder for me was pornography. I, I, I'm, I'm sure many of you guys in this room are or have struggled with, with, the, with this desire, this, this disorder of, of our sexual desire, right? I, I have a brother, um, a very close brother of mine, who, uh, who's struggling with, with homosexual, homosexual uh, desire. The root of that is the same thing. It's, it's, it's the same root, which is a desire, a good desire for us to like express our sexuality. It's, it's one of the most precious gift, gifts that God, God gave us. For me, the devil took it and twisted. For my brother, he's twisting it a different way. But the same, that's where the battle is, for many of us, is in this area. It's not bad. We're not going to throw it out. We are not going to throw it out. That's, that's not the Christian response. But we are going to call it, call it by its name. And through a long process, the Lord can bring healing to that. And that's what happened with, that's what happened with me. Um, I, I, I lived, uh, lived with that desire. That desire grew in me for, for a long time. And uh, brothers, I'm on day 516 of freedom of sexual disorder. Okay? So if you do the math... If you do the math, that uh, 
that persisted well into my marriage. And what, what happens if we don't sort through our desires is our desires can bring about chaos. Our, if, if our desires are not ordered, they become chaos. And if you look back at my life, I can see that where this, this one little, what began as a small root kind of spread up and it began to bring some disease into the tree. And I wasn't bringing forth fruit in my life. I became bitter, resentful, just kind of nasty. And the Lord has given me some healing. So this is where the battle is, guys. The battle is here in our desires. We, we experience that in our sexual desire. We, we experience that in other desires. But it's, it's there. This is where the battle is for us. Um, what's interesting about Jeremiah 17, and this has been a mystery to me, is Jeremiah 17 is sandwiched in between some other passages that to me don't quite make sense. They haven't made sense to me. Why, why is this verse, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, sandwiched in between these two verses? And I'll read the, I'll read the two that it's, the one, one preceding this verse says, cursed is the man who trusts in human beings who seeks his strength in flesh. Cursed is the man who trusts in human beings and seeks his strength in flesh. The verse after, bless the man, is more torturous than all else is the human heart. Beyond remedy, who can understand it? And guys, we're, we, we live that, don't we? This desire to like seek our strength in ourselves, in our own human flesh, right? Does that resonate with any of you guys? Like, I can do this on my own. I'm independent. Dang it, I'm an American, right? <laughs> Like we we want to do this on our own. That's, this, this is within us, right? I resonate with that. And I resonate with more torturous than all, than all else is the human heart. Beyond remedy, who can understand it? As a 20-year-old, holy cow, I have this, these desires are welling within me. I don't know what to do with them. I don't know how to handle this. There's a lot going on in there. More torturous than all else is the human heart. Let me resonate with that. And so in the midst of this, guys, in the midst of our, of our desire to be independent, in the midst of like these things going on in our heart and in our being, in the middle of that, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. So in the midst, in the middle of the chaos, the Lord gives us hope. And so, guys, there's a lot going on out there, 50 yards away. There's a lot going on in the world that we live in. But there's this hope. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. There's hope for us, guys. There's hope for us to sort through this. There's hope for us to bring order to the chaos that exists in our lives. There, there is hope. So, what do we need to know? We're in, now we're going to start to dive into some of the some practical things. What do we need to know? And then what should we do? That's, those are the next two sections. Okay, so again, desires are not bad. Desires can help us to live in a good way. Right? They can motivate us to love, to serve, to pray. In Luke 22, Jesus says to his disciples, I desire to eat this meal. You could just... Isn't that kind of palpable? Like he knew his death was coming and like his desire is to spend time with his brothers. 
Thessalonians, Paul says something very similar to the Thessalonians. I desire to, to come back to you. I desire to spend time with you. So our desires can help us to live in a good way. Our desires can also hinder us from living in a good way, right? Lust. Lust can hinder us. And, and lust, we're, we're, we use the word lust, and not, it's not just in a sexual reference, but we can also lust after things, which is like desire has so much in this world, right? Like in our, in our career, our desire for prestige is like, get out of my way. I'm going after this. And, and we, that's not attractive. That's ugly, right? But we can experience that in different ways. Beyond just sexual, we can definitely experience this, this disorder, this desire that comes out of us that's out of control. Desires can lead us to make wrong choices or tempt us to sin and induce us to rationalize. Does anybody rationalize? Okay. Tonight, um, or today, uh, I had some desires going on in me. Uh, one was to spend time with you guys, and the other was to run away. I've had a busy week. I had a busy day. I wasn't quite prepared for this talk. I kind of wanted to run away. I didn't listen to the, to the second one, but I listened to the first one, and my desire to be with you guys tonight was greater than my desire to run away. Um, if we're going to live as Christians, the criteria for how we should act are love of God and love of neighbor. Okay, trees, trees grow up. Or more precisely, they grow towards the sun, right? They, oh, they always they grow towards the sun, and that this should be our orientation as we look at our desires. Is our desires are there for us to love God and to love our neighbor? And so, as we begin to sort through what may be kind of muddy and unclear, we can throw them up against the ultimate call in our lives, which is to love God and to love our neighbor. That's our, that's, our, that's our true north, that's our compass, that's our reference point as we begin to sort through our desires. So Lord, how are you calling me to love God and to love my neighbor in the midst of this desire that I have? Help me sort this. So love is not mainly an emotion. Love's a tough word for us to speak English. It's got a lot of different meanings out there, right? We use it in a lot of different contexts. In the context here, uh, it's, not, it's not just an emotion. It's not just a feel-good thing. Uh, but it's a way of relating or a commitment from the heart. Okay, so in, in, in my marriage, there have definitely been feel-good, lovey moments. And there's been a lot of moments where my love has come from my commitment to my wife. A lot. There's also some good, lovey-dovey, you know, emotion-filled moments, but there, there, there are both. In our, in our vocations, no matter what they will be, uh, our, our love comes from a commitment of the heart. So our desires should not rule what we do. We don't want to be men who one, and one day the wind blows from the west and the next day the wind blows from the east. Right? We don't want to be men who we don't even have to sway. And, and you can imagine this tree. You know, a tree that's lived thousands of years, and there are trees alive today that have been alive for more than, more than for thousands of years. And uh, they have stood the test of time. 
and the beating of the wind, and they are still standing today. So our desires should not rule what we do. Even our, even our inspired ones, even the ones that we feel are inspired, should not necessarily rule what we do. And this is where, this is where it kind of begins to get tricky, is, is sorting through, especially when they're, they're deep, they're strong, is to sort through what does this mean and how do I practically apply this desire. Um, you know, we're, we're not talking about things like instinct. So we need food, right? We need, we need certain things to live. We're not talking about those necessarily. We're not talking about the particular desires. Um, desires should not determine our decisions, but should be taken into account when we make them. So we should not be making big decisions, especially big ones, solely based on our desire. As we list our criteria, or the things that we're going to prioritize, our desires should be on the list. They should be the only thing on the list. And they probably shouldn't be number one. They should be on the list, though. Okay. Has anybody heard of the Johari window? Oh, this is cool. So the Johari window has, uh, has four panes. Okay, let me draw this. You guys probably can't see it very well. Imagine a four pane window, right? The first column is things that I know about me. Okay? The second column is things that you know about me. And I'm probably not going to get this precisely right if you guys are a Johari window expert, but I'm going to get the four panes generally right. So the first, the, first, the first column is things that I know about me. The second column is things that you know about me. And the first row, I'm going to butcher this if I don't look it up real quick. All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm going to screw this up. But you guys, you guys can look it up. J-O-H-A-R-I, Johari Window. And there are, there are things that I know about me and you know about me, right? I don't have much hair in my head. I'm not blind to that. You guys aren't blind to that either, right? We both know that about me. There, there are things that I know about me that you don't know about me. Right? And then there are things that I may not know about myself that you guys might know. Like, uh, hey, I forgot to shave this one spot in the corner of my head. I may not know that, but you guys might see it. So in our life, as we begin to sort through our desires, and here's, a, here's a, I think, a, a nugget of wisdom, is it can be incredibly helpful to find men who can see something about us that we can't see ourselves. Okay? Because when we, when we live in the pain of the window where I know this about me and you know this about me, it becomes an echo chamber. Right? Like... I want to do that. Yeah, you want to do that. I want to do this. Yeah, you want to do that, right? We can live in an echo chamber. And that's a very comfortable pane of the window to live in. When no one challenges us, no one calls us on our crap. But it can be, what I would challenge you guys to do is find men who are willing to look at you and point out things that you may not know about yourself. 
And in this area of desires, we begin to sort through our desires. And what do they mean? And how do I apply them to my life? I have this going on. And I don't know what to do about it. Our tendency can be to find men who will validate what we want to do and not, not apply true discernment and true wisdom and, and speak truth into our lives. So I would challenge you, as you guys think about the men in your lives, to find, find somebody, and oftentimes they're older and wiser, but find somebody who will speak truth into our desires. Because our desires can and they will, they will change. So when I, was, uh, when I was 20, I had a strong desire to be for marriage. When I was 32, I experienced a strong desire for the priesthood. <laughs> In the midst of four kids and lots of stuff with life and family life, it's like, oh man, that, that vocation looks really good right now. I never thought I would think that when I was 20, ever. But it was a true and strong desire for, for a time in my life. So they, they can and they will change. It doesn't mean that we go with them, but they can and they will change. So I think those are some, some truths about desires. What do we do? What do we need to do? We need to set our, our, heart, our mind and our heart on the Lord and on the life that he teaches. We need to work on, we need to work on our root structure, right? And where do we send our roots in Jeremiah 17? We send them to the stream. Because in the year of drought, what happens to this tree? Its leaves stay green. And I would propose there's two reasons why these leaves stay green. One is because they're connected to the stream. They're connected to the source of life. And in the year of drought, the stream still flows. And we are still connected to life. That's reason number one. Reason number two is because if we're a strong tree, we've lived through a drought before. And if we've lived through a drought, and we didn't run away from the drought, we stayed put, we allowed our roots to stay, what, ha- what happens to, to the tree? I looked this up today, it's kind of cool. The, the roots that aren't, that aren't bringing in water, that are weak, the tree doesn't, doesn't send any nutrients to those. It'll send out new roots that go deeper in search of water. And so this tree that's standing in the drought likely has lived through a drought before. It didn't run away. It stayed put, and it developed. You ready for this? Anti-fragility. Look it up. It's pretty cool. Anti-fragility. That, that's seriously, that's what happens to trees. So, what do we need to do as we sort through our desires? We need to, we need to spend time, we need to send down deeper roots to the source of life. We need to, we need to connect our desires to the Lord and... and connect our desires to to God and ask him to speak into us. Speak into our hearts and help us sort through it. Uh, We need to surrender to God's will, including giving up our desires to him. And sometimes we know, I know right now that there are desires in my heart that I'm wrestling with that I know aren't good. And I'm, I'm serious. It's been six months of like, God, I know this isn't good. And when this happens, like, ah, I just, I go for it. I do it. I don't want to, but I do it. And I've been pleading, Lord, like, take this away. Take this disordered desire out of my life. And so, guys, I, I think we can do that, is, is give them over to the Lord and just plead with him. Like, God, take this away from me. I know this is wrong. I don't want it. Take it away. 
We should be honest about where we're at. We should admit it when our desires are problematic and be open with others. You ready for this? We should be honest. We should be honest with, what we're, with what's going on in our hearts. We should be honest about it. And we should be honest with brothers. That is one of the toughest things for men to do, is to be freaking honest. We should be honest, guys. And I lived years of my life not being honest with myself, with other people, and chaos was the, was the fruit of that. So I would, I would exhort you to be honest with yourself. Be honest in prayer, be honest with your brothers. Um, we should take disorderly desires in stride so we can be pure of heart and have pure motives even when we have desires that are problematic. Okay? So we, we just need to keep on trucking. We just need to keep on moving. Okay, so we've talked about the sexual desire. There can be just desires for wealth. There can be desires for prestige. There can be desires for respect. As men, we, we really want it. We really strive for respect. I want you guys to respect me. That's really important to me, and I know that's really important to you guys. Sometimes that can be a little disordered, and we can go a little overboard. These desires, we take them and strive. We keep on moving. We turn them over to the Lord. We should work to change some of our desires. Um, we shouldn't necessarily be in denial, deny ourselves. I'm sorry, be in denial, but we should deny ourselves. We should practice, be actively working against our disordered desires. Okay, so if we, if we, uh, if we live a life of selfishness, we should, be, we should be pursuing acts of unselfish, of servanthood and unselfish, you know, unselfish acts. We should repent when we give in to our desires, not excuse, not excuse them or make excuses. And lastly, um, we should have faith in the Lord and the presence of his spirit in us to give us new desires and strengthen us to deal with the old ones that are not good. And so, brothers, this is, this is, hard, this is hard work. You know, it's hard, it's hard work to... We're, again, we're talking about something that's deep within us, and this is this is tough. It's tough, and I don't think this is. A, you know, I think the Lord is more interested in the process of healing than He is in like the quick result, and He's probably not going to give you guys a quick result. In the area of uh, sexual addiction, for me, He did. He He, he blessed me with. Uh, you know, he blessed me with coming clean, and I've had 516 days of freedom. He's blessed me with that, but I consider that a miracle. Um, but it's it's still a struggle. These 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 disorders, these disordered desires within me, they're still there, and they're still finding trying to find. I think there's still something that's that's there's still a root. There's still a remnant of a root, and I see it. And it, it's it's hard work. It's hard work. So I would exhort you. Brothers, to dig in, to get to get to get get to get to that hard work. Um, you guys are in, a, in an awesome time of your life where the Lord can really bring about healing and heal some of those roots that produce bad desires. He can really dig down deep with you and bring healing in your in your lives. We see it. 
I've seen it. I've experienced it. Like, it can happen. Because God willing, we want to become men who trust in the Lord and will be like a tree planted beside the water that sets out its roots to the stream. We want to be men who do not fear when the heat comes. We stay green. We want to be men in the year of the drought. We don't get anxious. We don't stop. We keep going and we bear fruit. And in the midst of our torturous hearts and our desire to trust in our own, our own strength, like God, God can do it. God can do it. And so, so dig in, guys. Um, I think men's group is an awesome way for us to come, come to the light with, with our desires, what's going on within us, and invite, invite the Lord to really penetrate the darkness. So that's what I've got. Thank you, guys. This has everything to do with sustainability, right? What we just talked about in the men's group. Like this kind of living of like not letting the east wind take us this way today and the west wind take us over here, you know, the next day and like us when I'm feeling like that. Actually, men who have roots in the Lord, we know who we are, we have this, we have, we're living in light and we're accountable and we're honest. Like that brings about the fruit of dependability in our life, right? And we're not just like, again, like, I feel like this today, this is how I'm going to act. And like, you know, or I'm moping around today because things ain't going my way. Like, people are depending on us to be present, to not drag down an environment, to actually not just drag it down, but actually to enhance it, to lead it, to serve it, right? So it's dependability. And then actually, part of this also takes a certain grittiness, right? Like, I'm going to do the hard thing, and I'm going to dig into this. I'm going to do the hard thing, and I'm actually going to bring this out to the light for the first time ever. Um, if you're dating someone, have you ever really been honest about what that looks like? Are you, are you maybe going a little further is helpful in the relationship? Are you actually trying to do something about it? Um, have you ever actually brought to the light pornography? Or in a way that actually comes and brings in the light that actually can say you want to change? Or are you just talking about it every time that you know it's like it's there and it'll go away someday? Are you actually getting serious about it? Because that takes some grittiness. So all this, brothers, is like, uh, I really appreciate you guys just setting the stage and just really drilling in the honesty factor. I think that was... Um, you know, it's, it's so easy in these Christian circles, and actually it's even more dangerous if you're in a Christian circle, if you don't share honestly, what it does is it kind of like emboldens those disordered roots. If you like, if you know it's there and you don't bring it into the light, it kind of makes them grow deeper, right? And then the shame around that increases. Then once you bring it to life, it loses its power. It's exposed. We can actually start to rip it up, and the Lord can do it with us. Um, so, Good stuff. Thank you, God, for being here. Um.